Blog Talk Radio. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Number one fantasy player in the world with us tonight. Find out how she has done it. Next, red versus blue. 60 seconds. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. Let's go. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347 324 5404. Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Hello, everyone, and good evening. Welcome to another primetime edition of Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio. Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. You know, this is red versus blue, and on Tuesday, we watched as red squared off against blue, and Big Blue had their night. We are Americans, and what a week to be an American. On Tuesday, we watched as our 44th president-elect, Barack Obama, gave his victory speech, and what a speech it was. Hello, Chicago! If there is anyone out there who still doubts that America is a place where all things are possible, who still wonders if the dream of our founders is alive in our time, who still questions the power of our democracy, tonight is your answer. Now, this isn't a political show, but I think everyone would agree that this is the time we all need to be real Americans, which is why I thought the song at the beginning of the broadcast was so fitting, Fight for What's Right, Fight for Your Life. Again, hello, everyone, and good evening. Uh, This is Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. Listeners are always encouraged to join the fun in the live chat room. Uh, Those guys are already having a blast in there. You can call us live and be part of the show by dialing 347-324-5404. I'm your host, Scott Atkins, as always, with a Bailey's in hand, broadcasting live out of Indianapolis. Many of you know me as Team Legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio is a show designed to give fantasy football fans everywhere one last look at the matchups and decisions that lie ahead. Now, we're just a couple of average guys, one Louisville fan and one Kentucky fan, who love NFL fantasy football. And for one hour, we hope to entertain you with guest interviews, strategy, and discussion. Tonight and always, I'm joined by my Big Blue co-host. It's an honor to present over the waves of the online world a great friend of mine from good old Brandenburg, Kentucky, Mr. Michael Trent. Mike, it's week 10. You still alive for the playoffs? Yes, sir, my brother. We're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. And I I love that intro, Scott. Uh, One thing about it, uh, you know, we... We went through a, a, an election, and uh, I'm not uh, – I feel pretty good about everything. It doesn't matter the way it, the way it went. But uh, the one thing that I love is the chance for a BCS playoff. The heck with the BCS. We'll get done with it. <laughs> get done with it. I, I, I love the way you said it. Yeah. To heck with the BCS, but uh, – 
No, really, Scott. Uh, I'm still alive in uh, in most, and uh, we're doing pretty good. It's good to be with, always good to be with you. Uh, I love the show. Uh, I love the way you uh, go about things, and uh, it's it's just awesome. Every week, it's uh, so much more enjoyable. Uh, we're able to learn from each other. Uh, but what's more exciting is the guests that we've had and uh, that we're going to have tonight. Uh, that makes it. Uh, that makes it just awesome. Uh, the chat room is loaded each week. Participation makes the uh, makes it so much more fun for us to to do. And and please, guys and gals, don't hesitate to call us three four seven three two four five four zero four and break it down. We're ready for you, you know, to bring your uh, to bring your best. Speaking of fantasy football leagues, uh, listeners and guests. Wait to hear what happened last night in our NFFC matchup. Brutal. We got touched up, didn't we, Scott? We got touched up. And speaking of which, I do believe the unbelievable again. Freaking card fan. I I can't believe it. But uh, we got a new guest. Uh, maybe uh, here in a little while, Scott? Yes, we do, Mike. Jules McLean is the number one player in all the world, and she'll be joining us in just a few minutes. And I'll tell you, she's having a dream season for the ages. Everyone here knows that the World Championship of Fantasy Football ran by our good friends Dustin Ashby and Jesse Heron. They've uh, they've promoted a $3 million top prize, and wouldn't you know it, uh, Jules is in a great position to knock it down. Uh, but we'll definitely cover that with her here in a bit. We also have joining us our player props guru, Alex Kaganowski, founder of the FFPC, uh, who is absolutely on fire, Mike. He is making us rich, man. Uh, and our reigning Survivor Island champ, John Wright, still alive in his weekly quest uh, for the 25 grand. That's exciting. I love that contest. They'll sure all be joining us tonight. I wonder, now, I wonder if he's doing the Tom Hanks. Does he have a beard going? <laughs> As always, Here. listeners are encouraged to call in and ask for lineup advice and can reach the show at any time by calling uh, 347-324-5404. The board is lit up. Come in and join the live chat room. Uh, there's always great conversation going on there. And fire away with your questions. Uh, we'll try our best to get to all of them. Uh, it looks like we've got a little bit of Darius Walker discussion going on. Uh, first of all, before we get to last week, we had one hell of an offensive slugfest last night. In our first Thursday night game, which I absolutely love those, by the way, I think all of us do, uh, Brady Quinn debuted and looked great. He looks ready, NFL ready. Uh, although, I've looked at the schedule, and he has a tough schedule ahead of him. Uh, before the game, I talked to a Notre Dame alum, and, and you guys might want to listen to this, but before the game, he told me the quinner, as he calls him, loves the tight end. He predicted a big game for Winslow, and he sure did get it. 10 catches, 111 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Cutler slung it around to all his weapons all night long and into the night with a monstrous 447 yards and three touchdowns. Royal, I believe, is the unsung hero this season for them. Uh, a rookie, six catches, 164 yards, and a touchdown rivaling Marshall. Uh, Sheff was back, Tony Scheffler, uh, with four for 92. Uh, he still looks a little banged up. I think he, he'll uh, have a, a nice finish to the season if he can stay healthy, and Marshall caught a late touchdown with six for 89. Uh, Mike, just what did you take from that game last night? <laughs> Cleveland can't tackle. <laughs> Cutler is dangerous, especially uh, given some semblance of a running attack, which it doesn't matter. Uh, Denver, they can throw out any type of running back, and it seems to work as long as Cutler is comfortable in the pocket. Uh, Quinn is good against Denver, but yeah. who isn't? Uh, right. That's a dog on Quinn, but, uh, you know, teams have had a field day against the Denver secondary and underneath. I, I like the way Qu Quinn played. I mean, he played very well. Uh, he looked comfortable. He looked like he belonged, and that that means a lot. Uh, I felt – I kind of felt sorry for Derek Anderson because, you know, he gets benched. When he throws one interception after 134 straight completions, but <laughs> I, I'm I'm not sold on uh, Brady Quinn right now. Uh, but 
you know, I think it'll be I think it'll be a very good NFL quarterback, and I think it'll make things happen. Uh, Romeo Cornell, he needs to worry about his defense more than he needs to worry about uh, who's going to start a quarterback. Because yeah, Derek Anderson and Brady Quinn, they they showed they could do what they do, and uh, so just give me a solid defense against him, and uh, it's it's going to be. It might be a little different, but uh, it was pretty. It was pretty solid. It was pretty solid for uh, Brady Quinn and uh, Jay Cutler. Just went off in that second half, and he said, "Okay, Brandon, here's the ball. You got it. Okay, yep. Eddie, here's the ball. You got it." So I don't know. Uh, it's it was a lot of fun for the first game on Thursday, and uh, but we still have some uh, unfinished business from Week Nine, don't we, Scott? Well, yeah, we do, and he'll have a he'll have a tough matchup uh, next week. Uh, he has the Monday night game at Buffalo, so we'll get to see a lot more of what Brady Quinn's all about, and uh, I'm assuming that we're going to see a lot more uh, Quinn to Winslow. So, uh, with Week Nine's recap, let's get right to it. The National Football League, just what happened in week nine that will hopefully tell us what will happen here in week number ten. Uh, as we look around uh, week nine, quarterbacks around the league, they look pretty darn good. McNabb, Warner, Garcia, Rogers, and Cutler all through for over 300 yards. Uh, in the running back department, Ray Rice, 154 yards. Uh, both Adrian Peterson and Michael Turner chipped in with 139. That's that's a uh, Brewing quite a uh, running back uh, battle there for the league. Uh, Forte, the rookie, 126 yards, and Jacobs, 117, with a big second half. Um, the return of Cedric Benson against Jacksonville with 104 yards. Um, Mike, you know what I can't stand? Uh, thinking a running back is going to play, and then game time, late scratch. I mean, oh. nobody nobody knew that McGahee was going to sit. And you've really just got to proceed with caution in Baltimore. This is more than a committee. This is a full-blown running back fiasco. And at Houston, with your uh, your backfield report, it sounds like Ray Rice is slated to start uh, with McGahee with the ankle. Uh, you've got Laurent Mar- McLean with the ankle. Uh, both of those are probable, but uh, it sounds like they're going to be just sprinkle those guys in. And uh, Rice well, is going to take the majority of the carries. Based, based, based off of last week, who knows? I mean, you know, next thing you know, uh, Ray Rice may be in, but uh, it could be McGay. So I don't know. You just gotta check the uh, check the wire at uh, about noon and uh, go from there. Yeah. Uh, so I think Ray Rice is, is going to be one of those guys you're going to have to throw in the lineup from now on. Driver uh, at wide receiver, Mason, Owen Daniels at tight end, Brent Selleck, uh, and that Pat Hillis uh, at running back. They all caught for a hundred yards. Uh, it. It was a really a slow receiving week for sure. Uh, you know us here at uh, Red versus Blue. We always like to look at the targets. That's a huge indicator of what's going on. Uh, who led the league in looks last week? Uh, if any of you don't know, it was Calvin Johnson with 18 targets. Uh, looks like they're going to have some. They're going to have their question marks at quarterback this year. Uh, a surprising second um, is Camarillo or Camarillo uh, with 15. Camarillo, my man. Yeah, we talked last week that against Denver, Ginn was the play. And, well, Mike, then you asked, well, what about Camarillo? Well, I'll ask you, Mike, what about Camarillo? Well, I'll tell you what, Scott. Uh, I've been throwing this kid, uh, Camarillo, along with the, be honest with you, the whole Dolphins uh, team for fantasy purposes because I, I felt like there was something that was going to happen with this team with a new regime, and uh, Camarillo, I mean, he's shown the work ethic since the first day of camp. It's fun to see the unknown, quote, unknown, occur. And uh, he's got an opportunity, especially, especially with the new regime, and uh, he's taking full advantage of it. He's, yep. I mean, it's obvious that him and Chad, they got a connection because th- these things don't happen overnight. To get four, five, six, seven receptions and for it to, to increase, that doesn't happen overnight. But uh, it's, it's, it's been fun to watch. Uh, 
kind of like last week with Timmy Hightower. It's kind of fun to watch the young kids and the things that they're learning uh, to uh, make an impact on their team. And let's face it, the Miami Dolphins were terrible. Well, I won't say terrible. They were awful last year. And they're making a statement this year. I'm not a Miami Dolphins fan, but they are making a, a, a statement. And I, I think that has a lot to do with Camarillo and um, Chad Pennington and uh, what they're trying to do with uh, Roddy Brown. But uh, i tell you what, uh, what about Owen Daniels? Tell me about Owen Daniels, Scott. Well, that's uh, Owen Daniels was third in targets last week with 13. And I think everybody he, everybody knows he's proving to be an elite tight end this year. Uh, Santonio Holmes also with 13, fresh off of his suspension. Uh, left, which is looking his way for sure uh, last week. Rounding out the top five, a familiar friend of the target segment. Uh, my man, uh, Matt Jones with 12. Um, Mike, last week we gave the fans two must plays if they had players out on buys. Uh, we, we call that our bye week breakouts. We try to do that every week, and this will be our last week for the bye week breakouts. You handled the running back, and I took the wide out. You called it. Mike Hightower, for all of our listeners, uh, was your play, and he played extremely well. Yes, sir, he did. Uh, you know what? Timmy Hightower, in Phoenix, they're calling touchdown Timmy. Uh, 22 for 109, one TD. Uh, I was able to get Timmy in a uh, rookie draft, and uh, I watched what he has done, and he has not surprised me, to be honest with you, Scott. Uh Hightower runs hard on every play. He blocks well when asked. Uh, he has nice hands. He can catch the ball out of the backfield and just, you know, scamper for about 20, 30. Uh, yep. He's kind of a – he reminds me of a college, you know, back in a pro system. And, and it's so weird. But I, I know he's learned from uh, – he's learned from Edge and he's learned from uh, Kurt Warner. Those are guys that you obviously have to learn from. But as a rookie, I really don't see him uh, getting any more than 22 carries. And those were the carries he had last week. But yep. the Arizona team is opening, you know, they're opening holes for him. And But watching him run, he, he steps up. His knees are like Roger Craig. When he runs, the knees are almost to his chest. And uh, this kid is – this kid is really good, and uh, I really like him. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang on to him in every league I've got him in. But uh, speaking of which, uh, you didn't do too bad uh, with Rasheed because I, I think I called you at about uh, I don't know twelve thirty Sunday and said yeah, uh, start Rasheed, and uh, you know you did pretty good with that one, Scott. I mean I started him instead of uh, Steve Bresson, so yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, that did work out. My play, Rasheed Davis, uh, he lost his quarterback, Orton, in the first half to an ankle injury. He still ended up with a decent fantasy day as, as my bi-week breakout of the week, 5 for 64 and a touchdown, got you 17 points. Uh, now, as for Orton, the ankle is not broken. It's just sprained. He's not ruled out this week uh, against undefeated Tennessee, but he is week to week. I think Grossman gets the start there. I think he's stepping in uh, for who knows how long. Um, you know, a quick look at the games, and uh, we're getting right to our guest. Washington versus Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh rolled them up 23-6. The Redskins looked just awful on Monday night. Portis should never see your bench. Uh, he did well because Campbell faced extreme pressure all night. Portis landed seven receptions for 73 yards. He chipped in 51 on 13 carries. Cooley was also Campbell's really only other weapon. Moss had two for 14. Randall L three for 22. Devin Thomas did see the field with three for 14, but – no receiver was a factor against the Steelers. Uh, fast Willie Parker was back for one week, grabbed 70 and a touchdown. Uh, Moeldy did see action at third down, so I'm sure this diminishes Willie's value a bit. And, in fact, I believe that uh, Willie's out. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Big Ben re-injured his right shoulder on the TD shove at the goal line. His status for the Colts game is uncertain. He, he may try to tough it out. If he can't go, we're going to see more Leftwich, who looked uh, surprisingly decent. Uh, the G-men rolled the Cowboys 35-14. to The story really was the offensive line there. They dominated the line of scrimmage uh, and opened up huge holes for Jacobs and Ward. Uh, I know Alex was at that game. I'm sure he enjoyed watching his Giants uh, just roll them up. Give, uh, they gave Eli all day to throw and pick them apart. 
Uh, Dallas was just overmatched. Uh, only 102 net passing yards. Barber, 19 carries. Tried to get it going, but only 54 yards. T.O. did find the end zone. Otherwise, owners would have jumped off a bridge after another subpar game from him. Uh, looking back at his stats, I've got him right here. Only 18 receptions in the last five games. No 100-yard game all year for T.O., and only one TD in the last four games. That is just ugly. Romo cannot get back quick enough, and I'm not so sure that's even uh, going to solve that problem. Um, Mike, uh, we've got other games to break down, uh, and we're going to get right back to those. But we do have, uh, to get to our, our special guest, uh, Jules uh, is with us. Jules, how you doing? I'm doing good, Scott. How are you? Great to hear that voice. Uh, we talked earlier today, and uh, you are having an absolutely dream season for any fantasy football player. Uh, all of us are just envious, uh, jealous, uh, bitter. <laughs> Uh, every word you can describe when we when I when I scroll down and I look at these rosters that you put together, um, it, it's just something. But uh, you know, I'd like for the listeners to uh, learn about you. We've got a lot of listeners. We we get a lot of downloads throughout the week, and um, you know, just tell us a little about who you are, where you're from, and uh, what you're doing. How long you've been playing fantasy football? I reside in Los Angeles. Been playing fantasy football about 12 years. I'm co-owner of Fantasy Freakin' Football along with uh, Garrett Wonderboy Matheny. Can I drop my website name in right now? Oh, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Uh, check us out at www.fff-football.com. And that's the dash, the hyphen? Yep, that's the hyphen. Okay, fff-football.com. Okay. Cool. And... Um, yeah, Garrett, my co-owner at Fantasy Freakin' Football, he got me into high-stakes football about four years ago, and I'm loving it. Well, I bet you are. I've, uh, I've been in uh, the high-stakes for every year that they've uh, they've started them up, and I've seen your name over and over again in leagues that I've been in. We, I don't know, have we ever participated in the same before? We haven't, no. We haven't. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, for, for those, for hey, wait a second, Scott. You don't want to go up against her or what? For those of you that don't know, uh, let, just a quickly run down. Uh, the World Championship of Fantasy Football, 900 teams. Jules is number one. Um, the World Championship of Online Fantasy Football, 624 teams. Jules is number one, number baby. One. <laughs> and then you have the uh, – she's in several more. The NBC is the, uh, is the NFFC event, the new one, the 12-teamer, uh, 100-grand prize there, 252 players. And she's number seven overall, unless that changed last night. It um, may have. I didn't check. It's just one game. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> wow, that is that is just the uh, an amazing uh, start. We're already at week ten. Um, why don't you tell us where you drafted from? Uh, WCFF. You ended up with Marion Barber there. Where'd you get him? I got him as the fourth pick. Okay, at the fourth overall. pick. Can I tell you something? The guy next to sure. me had been drinking a little bit, and when uh -huh. I said Marion Barber the third, he uh -huh. like slammed his fist down and he he just let out an f bomb, and it took him about three rounds to get over. I mean, it, it just really <laughs> he was on tilt. It was crazy, and I'm like, oh, now like, <laughs> to him and stuff, and I'm like, oh my god. I mean, just and and then he hey, just made Joel. his own. What? I hey, Jules, this is phone? Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, that wasn't you, uh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> he probably went, bye -bye! just rattled on and on and on and on. You probably looked at him like, you stupid son of a gun. What, what the heck? But, uh, oh, he hey, looks uh, because then he takes Joseph Adai instead of Adrian Peterson. I mean, I passed oh, on my. Adrian Peterson. At four, because team three took Steven Jackson, he turns to me and he says, we're probably giving you a gift. And I'm like, oh, I don't want it. So then I'm looking, the other guy, team five, is getting a gift at Adrian Peterson at, for the fifth pick, and he goes ahead and takes Joseph Adai. You shouldn't drink and draft people. Here's a lesson. Hey, Jules, take him. Oh, man, you're, you're doing really good, man. That, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> You shouldn't drink and draft. Words of wisdom from Jules McLean. The team name is Pimp and Trigger. Uh, Pimp and Trigger Jr. That? you got to get okay. the Pimp and Trigger Jr. in there. 
Pimpin' Trigger Jr. Where's the I bet one? you guys don't know. I bet you don't know the reference. No. Trigger Jr. Trigger was Roy Rogers' horse. I'm a big Roy Rogers fan. Trigger Jr. was his little colt and had his own little um, movie. Okay. I, 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 got one. I put the pimpin' in front of it for a little flavor. <laughs> I got one for you, Jules. What was Dale Evans' horse name? Oh, you know what? I Oh, I know this. Why don't I know this? I do know Buttercup. it. Buttercup. Buttercup. I got yeah. it. See, I said Buttercup right before you did, Mike. <laughs> I, I might be I might be changing my, my team name to Team Buttercup next year just to get some of this luck to rub off on me. Oh, no, no. <laughs> team Buttercup. Buttercup. Team Buttercup. I'd like for the fans uh, that are listening to the show to just understand how in the world can somebody – win and do that well in these national events. You're talking about 900 players, 600 players. You're talking about the best of the best coming to these competitions. And to be number one in those, you had to do something that was similar in all those leagues. And that, that was the, the trick this year is if you wanted a chance, a realistic chance of winning that $3 million top prize that they dangled out there like a carrot, uh, you were going to have to hit your picks and hit them in both leagues. And when I scanned the leagues here, you had five players in common and we have uh, one of the guys uh, on the message boards uh, to thank for that, the Raiders, uh, on the WCFF board. But he put a, a little uh, package together that showed the five players in common you had were Philip Rivers, Steve Smith, and he was on, he was coming off that suspension. We knew he was gonna, you were going to miss two games there. I can't wait to talk about that. Greg Jennings, uh, Eddie Royal, and Chris Cooley. So let's Woo, talk about the president of the Eddie Royal fan club right here. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I saw him being drafted early, but what what was it about Royal that made you want to go gra- grab him so early? Well, I heard he was um, a, a real um, a good guy at West Virginia. I have a friend at West Virginia, and um, that he practiced hard and was underrated. And, and he was just getting looks in, in Denver. And I, I'm, I'm thinking well, he can easily beat out old man Daryl Jackson. You know, that guy's always injured. And Brandon Stokely, he plays the slot, so... You know, I, th- I just thought there was a place. I thought there was opportunity for Eddie Royal. Yep, there definitely oh. was, and he is—he's proven to be the uh, unsung hero there with, with Brandon Marshall. You took Steve Smith. At, you weren't afraid to take him with the two-game suspension in a short season with WCFF rules, where you have to—you have to win. Every game's important. What made you think you could get Steve Smith and cover that week? I, two weeks. It, well, Eddie Royal. <laughs> I, wow. I believe in Eddie Royal that much. Yeah. And then I knew that right. he could probably fill in, especially with Brandon Marshall being gone the first week. I thought I thought it'd be okay week one. I wasn't so sure week two. You know. That's that's a great strategy. Then you took Jennings. I know everybody was afraid with Favre's departure and the fact that Jennings stats were pretty much propagated on the the heavy touchdown totals, we really didn't see much uh in in upside with him, uh with, with receptions and so you weren't afraid to take Jennings. Really? Oh, no. I mean, Aaron Rodgers throws a nice deep ball, but Jennings, I mean, he gets a lot of his damage after the catch, too, so he can create his own magic. Uh, no, I love Greg Jennings. Well, hey, Jules. Hey, Jules, I love the fact that you took a risk on uh, Eddie Royal. I mean, that's awesome, and Greg Jennings. Uh, both of them. Uh, I'm looking at your lineup, and uh, I'm seeing a little bit of uh, Breston out there, and he had to help you out before uh, Bowden came back out the off the injury. I mean, yeah, he was a key free agent pickup for me in in the satellite league, in the World Championship, the online league. Yeah, he right. put up some nice numbers. But it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, you. You know, you're having a good time with it. We're all having a good time with it, and I'm looking at your uh, your team, and uh, Eddie Royal keeps keeps going for you. I know. Does he well, not he... just stand out? How about that game last night, you guys? Oh yeah. no, it was it was a shootout. Loved it. The ninety the ninety yarder definitely made all the Cutler fans and and, and Royal fans just jump for joy there. But real quick to to see these teams, we're going to post these on uh, on the message board and the blogs. But uh, she has she has Rivers and Romo in the World Championship of Fantasy Football. So regardless of what happens there, she has an elite quarterback. She's got Marion Barber, Chris Johnson, uh, Moelle Moore, who looks like he's back to being a starter now yeah. with Julie Parker out. Well, I plugged them right back in when I heard that news. 
because Marion Barber's yeah. on a bye week. I'm like, oh, wow, I got a bye week fill-in. Can exactly. I just say something, though? Because well, sure. I drafted Steve Smith, that really made me push, because I lost two games. I kind of pushed the pedal on wide receiver, so I left myself exposed at running back depth. And Moeldy Moore kind of has come through for me, like, you know, for three weeks, I think. And it, and just for him to come through yeah. again, I mean, I mean, that's crazy, you know. Yeah. I, I was looking at starting Leon Washington because I have nobody else to fill in, really, for for Marion Barber the third, and, and then along came, you know, an injury to Fast Willie Parker. Let me ask you this. Did you start uh, Leon Washington against the Chiefs? Nope, I did not. You didn't have to, huh? No. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I, I, needed to. I, needed, I needed those points, but I didn't have the foresight to think that I was going to go crazy. I'm not that good. <laughs> well, she rounds it out with Steve Smith, Greg Jennings, Dwayne Bowe as her three, actually her four with Royals explosion. Uh, then Kevin Walter for some depth, Anthony Gonzalez, uh, Chris Cooley at tight end has been an absolute beast all season long, and you have him in in, in both leagues. Yeah, can you believe in the um, WCOFF that he fell to me in the ninth round? Oh. All because of that Thursday night game oh. in Washington La Oh, the ninth, the ninth round, gentlemen. That's Tell me that's about a theft. That's a theft. Well, now, see, I, I'm not out in Vegas for the walk-off, but do they oh, put that much stock into uh, what goes on after the Thursday game? Oh, yeah, they sure do. Last night, uh, last year when um, Reggie Wayne went off, Reggie Wayne was being drafted in the first round. Oh, yeah. wow, man, you can't do that. It, it mm. is crazy. So, you know, it just you know, round after round went by and, Finally, I said, I better get Chris Cooley before the break. They were facing it on one game. One game. I couldn't believe wow. it. I got some sharp people in that league, too. And it's like, oh, wow, guys. Well, I'll tell you what, Jules, you're pretty sharp. Uh, we can tell by what we're seeing right here. So that's all. Thank Jules, you, let me I... ask you, are, are you thinking about the three mil yet? Oh, of course. Anybody that's close is thinking about it. They'd be lying <laughs> if they didn't. And they, if they're not thinking about it, that's a problem. Because, folks, you got to set goals, no matter if they're little or small. So, you know, got to be a goal setter. I love it. Exactly. If you win the three mil, you've got to you, you've got to take the, uh, the the crew out to dinner uh, in Vegas. Uh, if oh, you make don't it worry. There. We will be throwing down big time in <laughs> Vegas when that happens. Trust me. It's well, going to be out of hand. Jules, we're all very proud of you. We just hope that you can keep rolling. And with those teams, I think all of us agree that you have a, a, a just a great shot. Um, it's it's Jules McLean at, at FantasyFreakingFootball.com, another website, FFF-Football.com. You shouldn't drink and draft. Come on the show anytime, Jules. Thanks for joining us. Scott, hey, Mike, Jules. Thank you so much. Yes, Mike? Hey, uh, join us again next week. Love it. Love it. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Okay. Right, thanks. Jules, thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Have a good weekend. That was Jules McClain, number one player in uh, all the world. Mike, we got to pay some bills. 30 seconds. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. 30 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Like Craig Davis of FantasyFootball.com. The Audible Cecil Lammy. Paul Greco of Melnick and Greco Fantasy Sports. And the fantasy football guys Lyle Conkiel and Kevin Moore. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Wow, what an interview, Mike. Uh, we've uh, we just had the number one player in all the world on, Jules McClain. Uh, let's get right back to the uh, to the games here from last week. Um, we had the Jets beat the Bills. Now, I called this upset. An interesting stat, Mike, that I found. Uh, the Jets are stuffing, absolutely stuffing the ground game. Quietly, they're the third best run defense in the league. Chris Jenkins is a beast. Uh, Lynch carried nine times for 16 yards. Uh, Jackson, 7 for 15. Favre, again, will make the boneheaded plays to let him creep back in the game, but they are doing what it takes to win. Since uh, he got their first win against Jacksonville, we talked last week to John Wright about this game. They were due for a win, and I don't think anyone would argue that Cincy is better than Jacksonville, but that's how this league works. Who wants it more? Uh, MJD really never got going, 10 for 33 and a touchdown. Matt Jones had another decent day with 7 for 69. 
Chicago came back and shut out the Lions in the second half to win 27-23. Calvin had a big day with 8 for 94 and a touchdown, but now Orlovsky, who tossed it 47 times, is out with a sprained thumb, and in comes Culpepper this week, unless they choose to go through Stanton, but I doubt it. Uh, and then uh, finally here, Indy outlasted the pass 18-15 in a great game Sunday night. Uh, Anthony Gonzalez, I left him on my bench, uh, and the timing, uh, it's just getting so much better with Peyton. As he, tossed, he tossed two over the right shoulder. They were beautiful for touchdowns. Gonzo finished the night four for 55 and two. Uh, Peyton was solid, his old self, it looks like, 254 yards and two touchdowns. But the ground game, Mike, it couldn't find a groove. Uh, a die only 32 yards, Rhodes four for 15. Things don't get easier this week against Pittsburgh. I say bench your Colts running backs right now. Um, you've got Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis on the other side, uh, scored for the third week in a row, 15 for 57 and a touchdown. It seemed like every time that uh, Moss was out there for a deep ball, you had Sanders back in the game. Uh, he was right there, and it made things tough on uh, Castle to open up. Um, yeah, Michael, you know, uh, I think we all uh, we all did well on Hill in Pittsburgh, but uh, there's so many different things that can happen in this game, Scott, and uh, I'm not convinced. First off, I'm convinced that uh, Indianapolis cannot hold the run. I don't believe it. They, they can just let them run all they want, and whatever may happen may happen. Yeah, that's that's definitely the uh, that's definitely the Colts. <clears throat> okay, we've got uh, our player prop guru uh, Alex Kaganowski. Alex, another big week for the Fantasy Football Players Championship, and uh, you guys made a big announcement this week that pertains to the playoffs. Uh, yes, we did. What's up, guys? How are you? Um, What's up, Alex? Hey, hey. Uh, the announcement was that. Uh, I've been running myself, uh, personally, with Scott's help, actually, last year. I've been running uh, a playoff pool uh, for the last five years. And this year, the FFPC is going to officially sponsor that uh, pool, and uh, we're going to take it over and make it an FFPC official event. So uh, uh, that's going to start the first week of the playoffs and run through the Super Bowl. And Scott can tell you that uh, that's been pretty successful and a lot of fun and uh, made it easy to kind of transition transition out of fantasy football and uh, back into the reality uh, come February. <laughs> oh, it's, it's an absolute blast to keep the season going. Uh, the playoff fantasy football is fantastic. The special thing about that contest is you get double points for the Super Bowl. So I won that event a couple years ago, and it was because I had Peyton Manning and Thomas Jones, who both met in the Super Bowl, and if you can have two – I'm not revealing any secrets here, but – Two big-time scorers in the Super Bowl. Come on, do it, do it, do it. And you have, uh, and you have a great shot at uh, with those double points. Um, Alex, it sounds like uh, you've got uh, some prizes. Uh, it's eighty-five percent payout, right? Yeah, we're going to set the payout at eighty-five uh, percent based on. Uh, we're not quite sure how many uh, are going to enter this year. It's, it is our first year. Uh, uh, well, with the FFPC. In the past, we've had, uh, I believe, between 40 and 50 entries at $200. Uh, last year was $200 entry fee, and uh, last year, we be- I believe, we had close to 50. Is that right, Scott? Yeah, I think we I think we were real close to 50. Yeah, that was last year. So I expect I expect to get at least that, uh, uh, to 50, and probably uh, uh, way over. So we'll we'll set the prize uh, the payouts at about 85%, and on top of that we have a uh, reactor uh, wristwatch. Uh, reactor wristwatch is our our official FFPC sponsor. Um, so that wristwatch is going to be valued at $500, and it's going to go on top of uh, any prizes to the overall champion. So it's yeah. pretty cool. Hey, Alex, we've got uh, Shoeless in the chat room, by the way. Shoeless wanted to say hi to Jules. Uh, we didn't get, it, uh, get to do that at the time that she was here, but he's got a question, and since you're online, uh, the flex play this week for them, non-PPR, uh, Ryan Grant, Steve Breston, Green Ellis, Josh Morgan. Anybody have uh, some advice for Shoeless? Non-PPR. Mm, man, when was the last time I played in a non-PPR league? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess non-PPR is, uh, that's when you go running back, right? 
Yeah, I think so. Green Ellis against Buffalo uh, at home. He's had three touchdowns uh, the last three weeks. You'd obviously have to consider Ryan Grant, uh, but he's got a, a tough matchup at Minnesota, so I think you got to leave him on the bench. Uh, Green Ellis is the play there. <clears throat> Alex, you were super red hot, uh, white hot on the uh, on the picks last week. What was your record? Uh, last week I was eighteen and six, and uh, or eighteen and. Eighteen and six or eighteen and seven—I don't remember. I know it was yep. nineteen and six the week before. Yeah, eighteen and seven last week, and nineteen and six the week before. So yeah, I'm doing pretty good the last couple of weeks. And you were two and one last week with your picks. You could say uh, Breston under five and a half receptions, Ronnie over one and a half. Those were both wins. Uh, Marion Barber, you said, was over three and a half receptions. He just had an off day. I, I don't know what happened there. But give the listeners your three picks. Uh, your your three hot picks for this week. All right. Well. Um, I post all of my picks on uh, our fantasy uh, uh, fantasy football players championship message boards. Um, this week I have 28 of them, uh, but I'm going to give you uh, three three of those 28 here. Uh, the first one is Drew Brees. Uh, the line on his total passing yards this week, according to the site that we use that I use. Is 330 and a half yards uh, minus 50 oh. cents either way, and I thought that was just incredibly high. Even though that is Drew Brees, even though he does throw 300 for 300 yards with his eyes closed, but still 330 and a half total yards. I'm going to take the under. Um, That's a little much, isn't it? Yeah, that that is a, that is a lot. Not, to, I mean, he could easily get that maybe in the first three quarters, but still, you know, I mean, it's yeah. too hard to pass up on the under. Right. Uh, my second play is Tony Gonzalez over 16 and a half receiving yards, also minus 15 cents. Um, he uh, Kansas City's playing San Diego. I believe San Diego's number one worst defender uh, against the tight end, and uh, I think Tony Gonzalez is going to take advantage of that. And uh, Tyler Thigpen is really looking for uh, for Gonzalez, so I think they're. You know, he's getting pretty good. That kid, uh, you know, you could see him getting better. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a stud anytime soon, but he's certainly getting better every week. So, Well, you know what, Alex, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, I mean, let's face it, Tyler Thigpen, I mean, he just, he's saying, hey, I'm the guy right now. I mean, as bad a team as that is, but he's he's adapting and he's making things happen for him. Yeah, and, you know, those rookie quarterbacks, I mean, they do have skill. That's why they're in the NFL, and and they will get better every week. If you if you pay attention to any of the rookie quarterbacks, most of the time they they will get better on a weekly basis. You could you could see the progression. You could see them get better, uh, and uh, that's exactly what he's doing. And plus, he's got uh, Gonzalez and Bo, and you know it doesn't really get much better than that uh, uh, as far as uh, having a couple of uh, sure-handed wide receivers. Yeah, right. Well, that's right. And my third pick is uh, Philip Rivers. Uh, the uh, the number is two and a half touchdowns uh, thrown uh, this Sunday, and I'm taking the under minus thirty cents. So under two and a half touchdowns thrown for Philip Rivers, and I thought that's just a huge. It was a huge number, two and a half touchdowns, because for any quarterback to throw three touchdowns in a game. Yeah, he's having a tremendous game. So I'm going to take the under under two and a half there. I'm going to lay a little bit of wood there with thirty cents, but I'm going to feel pretty confident that Rivers does not get to three. That uh, maybe the defense and uh, Tomlinson steals a couple of those. Yeah, and and against the Chiefs, you definitely got to think that uh, not only Tomlinson but Sproles will both get some some major playing time there, and I, I like that play. So to recap. Breeze under 330 and a half passing yards for minus 115. Tony Gonzalez over 16 and a half. That's the Chiefs. Tony Gonzalez over 16 and a half yards receiving for minus 115. Uh, and Rivers under two and a half TDs thrown for minus 130. Yep, that's it. Uh, and uh, All right. you know, I, I didn't. If you if you uh, if I could, Scott, uh, my, if, if I could, I want to compliment you guys on on having. Uh, the guest that you are, I mean, uh, Jules, and last week you had um, Dave, Dave Gerjak. <coughs> Excuse me, got a little cold. 
Um, and the week before, uh, Mike, Mike, uh, Krushek, that's right. I mean, yep. these guys, <laughs> I mean, you know, you look at the years that they're having, it's, I mean, I, I, you know, some people I think could play for decades and, and not have the type of season that uh, each one of them is having. And, you know, I, it's really incredible for those of us that, that are paying attention to what's going on in fantasy football. It's, uh, these guys are right now at the top of their game. And Jules, uh, if she's listening, uh, I'd love to see uh, to see Jules come and, uh, and play with us at the FFPC next year because uh, we surely would like to see if she could dominate uh, the FFPC. And, well, you uh, know what, Alex? Uh, without the participation of you, Jules, and uh, uh, Dave, and all of this, our show wouldn't be happening. And we, we absolutely love the fact that you uh, uh, check in with us each week, and uh, that's what makes it. That's what makes it happen, and we really do appreciate it, and I hope you understand that. And I know the listeners, I mean, they absolutely love it. So uh, just keep on checking in each week, and uh, just uh, we'll, we'll keep on moving on, and uh, Scott and I are doing something that we feel is uh, very special to the uh, to the fantasy football listener, but uh, Scott's He's doing well as far as uh, getting some uh, getting some great guests like yourself, and yep. uh, we appreciate you, Alex. Oh, it's a lot of yep. fun. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I'm actually enjoying it, and uh, <clears throat> considering how well I'm doing, it's uh, kind of cool to come on and brag a little bit every week. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely, gotta do it. <laughs> we're definitely honored to have uh, have you on, Alex, and all the guests. So. That's, uh, thanks for coming on, man. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. That's Alex Kaganowski uh, from the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Thanks, Alex. Okay, take care. Okay. We're just loaded, man. We, we, keep, uh, we keep bringing them on. They keep uh, knocking them down. Uh, he was right. You know, we had Mike Santos on, uh, Mike Krushek. We had Lou Tranquilli, Dave Gerzak last week. Jules was on this week. Uh, and we've had uh, Alex on every week for the player props. We've been really honored. These guys, Alex is no slouch in uh, fantasy football. He's he's definitely uh, taken down his share of titles and also been uh, ranked uh, very highly in the in the past in, in those uh, in those national events. It don't stop. It don't stop, does it, Scott? I mean, we got great we got great guests, and uh, we're just having a ball here, man. I mean, people need to understand what we're talking about and the guests that we have. They're they're great. They're great. We've also got uh, the chat room still buzzing. Uh, Mike, we don't uh, have a lot of time to talk about our um, our fantasy team uh, in the uh, NFFC, but we did just get clobbered uh, <laughs> last night. Uh, <laughs> we we last week we uh, we moved up to 95 overall. We're six and three up from 99. Uh, again, there's 348 players in that uh, National Fantasy Football Championship. Uh, we scored uh, 136 last week. And uh, so we moved up just a little bit. We're down 63-0 to zero after Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall went absolutely nuts on us. Yeah, Scott, we need, we need something to happen. Uh, we need Manab for about three touchdowns. And, you know, yep. we got Marion Barber on the bye. Yep. So, yep. I mean, it's it, it's a little battle, but uh, we'll see what happens. Time is absolutely flying, Mike. It's 11.48. We've got uh, the bye week breakouts this week. For those of you with Barber, Portis, Graham owners, here's your starter. Uh, Mike, uh, the, the Bengals are out, the Cowboys are out, the Buccaneers and the Redskins are all out. Who is the bye week starter for the running back position this week? Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles. you got to do it. you got to do it. Uh, it. It's just, I mean, Kansas City is in – they have no – nobody that can start uh, – that can make any difference at all. And Jamal Charles is a guy. You give him 20 carries, he can make a difference, five receptions, which the guy can catch the ball out of the backfield. So I see something good out of Jamal Charles. I called Tim Hightower last week. I'm calling Jamal yep. Charles this week. Well, 107 yards on the ground allowed by San Diego. It's not a bad pick. Great pick, Mike. The only thing I caution there is if the Chargers get the lead, uh, they might ask uh, 
they, they just might ask uh, Thigpen to do the rest of the job for them. Uh, now, for the wide receiver spot, for those of you, T.J. Hootsmanzada, Terrell Owens, or Santana Moss owners, um, I'm going to go out on a limb with a sneaky play this week. My bye week breakout wide receiver is Mark Bradley. Five for 62 and a touchdown. Four for 65 against uh, Tampa Bay. So you still got 10.5 points against Tampa. Now, 275 yards against the pass, the Chargers allow. The worst in the league. Down. At home, you pull a rabbit out of your hat this week and you start Mark Bradley in a pinch. I'm writing it down right now, Mark Bradley. I like that. I like that. Nice call. I think uh, the Jets there, maybe at a running back, you look for Leon Washington this week uh, to even contribute a little bit more. St. Louis, Kenneth Darby is the starter against the Jets. Yep, uh, who in the world is he? <laughs> Kenny Darby. Yeah, it's, Sounds it's, like it's a horse to, to me. Yeah, uh, Steven Jackson will sit with a quad injury. Darby has a smallish frame. He's quick to the hole. Uh, they say he's a north-south player who always stays low to the ground. Uh, my guess is to expect about 50% of the carries to go to Darby with the other 50 split between Gatto and maybe even Pittman gets in there. He's dinged up too. Um, the Rams signed Darby off the Falcons practice squad back in October uh, 15th. He was a seventh-round draft choice in 2007 by Tampa, and he played in one game for the Bucks. Uh, when he also had two receptions for 16 yards. He was Ralph uh, Berryman's uh, little darling there. He's our, he's our local uh, uh, commission, our local league. Uh, he's had 12 practices with the Rams, and he gets the nod. So apparently they like what they see. Um, we've, we've, we've just got uh, – we're really running behind schedule tonight, Mike, and we've got um, – you know, Survivor, Survivor Island is a, is a segment that we have been uh, just absolutely thrilled with. Um, it's, it's a segment that, uh, where we help our listeners survive their pool. Uh, the pools are still going on everywhere you look. And last week, uh, John Wright uh, from Indianapolis, we had him on the show. He's, he's been here every week. He's back with us again this week. John, you still alive, my friend. Great call on the Jets last week. Were you just uh, – uh, was, was it the Jets last week or actually it was Chicago? The Bears, yeah. The Bears. Again, Detroit got out to an early lead, but we're alive. Well, John, this is a huge Hold on, John. Hey John, uh, I had the Bears last week as well, and uh, it was it was kind of scary there for a while. Um, I'm rolling into week ten, and uh, as you are too, uh, I've got uh, I got San Diego going this week. Uh, what do you think? San Diego's a great pick, but um, I, there's still 700 people left in this pool, and I'm thinking that that uh, I could be the only guy left uh, that still has San Diego in Week 18. So I'm looking somewhere else. And so you mentioned Week 18, and that is a playoff week. And the only thing we'd caution there is, you know, what are they three and five? Yeah. Um, if I were you, I don't take a risk here. The Chargers, 15 and a half point favorites. You're not going to see a spread like that very often. KC allows 180 yards on the ground. I don't think you're questioning whether or not the Chargers are going to win. I think we all know that. It's going to be the LT show and very likely Darren Sproles, but uh, what other play are you are you thinking is going to uh, get you past uh, confidently this week? I love Miami at home against Seattle. Miami's not a playoff team either, and, uh, you know, uh, Miami's a good pick. They do still get to play Oakland at home and the Niners at home. They've got road games against the Rams and the Chiefs, so if I don't pick them this week, I'll probably have another opportunity. I really like to uh, pick those non-playoff teams that still have the talent to get by. Also looking and at I, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's at Detroit. And of course, as, as bad as Jacksonville's been playing, Detroit's a reasonable pick to get their first win. Uh, but this is the worst opponent Jacksonville has left. Yeah, yeah, and you should see the ground game just absolutely explode. Uh, for Jacksonville, Detroit is allowing 162 yards on the ground uh, every single game. Uh, they, they're almost, they're just as bad as Kansas City ever thought of being on against against the against the run. And Maurice Jones-Drew should light them up. Uh, the 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 other game that you mentioned there, the um, the Seattle game in Miami. Miami just so up and down. It would kind of, I would I would be scared to pick it. But looking at what they're allowing, Seattle's allowing it too. 116 yards on the ground. You look at the pass, they're allowing 270 through the air, which is just right up there with the worst in the league. 
so you're going to be counting on Chad Pennington. <laughs> I've been there, man. I'm a Jets fan. I know what it feels like, dude. Uh, so that's that's enter at your own risk, man. All right. Well, I got some tough decisions to make between uh, now and Sunday. Well, we know you got a house full of people. I appreciate you joining us again. Um, you got a, a a lot going on at the home front. We appreciate you for, uh, for joining us, man. Keep on surviving, and hopefully we'll hear from you next week. You bet, guys. Talk to you next week. Keep up the good work. Take Thanks, care, John. guys. All right, that was John Wright. Uh, Mike, we've just keep rolling along here. It's five minutes till. We've just got enough time to bring on uh, our Kentucky versus Louisville segment. It wouldn't be red versus blue if we didn't take a few minutes each week to break down the Kentucky and Louisville college football game this week. And, again, we have back on the air – Dr. Dish. Hey, guys. The doctor! How you been, Mike? Scott? What's going yeah, on, Neil? Down for us. Uh, well, doctor, break, uh, break it down we for us. We did pretty well last week. Uh, I thought we might get even with Syracuse for last week to beat down here at home, and they put it on us, uh, at, uh, put it on you oh. uh, at, at Syracuse, I think, 28-21. Uh, uh, surprised a little bit. I thought it would be more a running game. They kind of throw it over us, uh, which we wasn't ready for, it didn't look like. So, and they end up getting the win again. So yeah, I'm going to go, uh, I think we got a chance of beating the Pittsburgh. They're ranked in the top 25 and have been most of the year. Yeah. Uh, I think we've lost, uh, or they, they've lost seven straight to UofL, uh, I think, and they, have, they haven't beat UofL since 1983. But like I said, they, they put it on Notre Dame last week in four overtimes, in a, uh, I think 36-33 was the final score. Uh, and that was, uh, then they, uh, but then they come back home last time they, they lost, uh, uh, and lost 54 to 34 to Rutgers at home, so it didn't show a lot in that game. But they really got a great running back, that Sean McCoy. He's averaging about six yards a carry. And uh, Shady, Shady McCoy. Cuts. Yeah, yes, yeah. But I, I like that matchup though, because they're going against our strong point. You know, that's what really we was ranked fifth, I think, four last week, and we dropped the, in the, against the run. And I think our defense is ranked ninth in the country right now. So I kind of look for this uh, to be a uh, their running game against our run defense. So. Louisville has, has been impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also Pitt beat South Florida. I think the same as we did. I mean, we beat them also. They was ranked number 10. I think they beat South Florida 26-21. So it'll be a pretty good game, I think. Hope so. Mike, break down the Kentucky game. Kentucky's a 12-point uh, dog at home. What's the story? You know, I mean, 12 points. When I saw that, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Kentucky is not very good. Uh, Georgia is a, uh, well, let's face it, a pissed-off bunch of guys. Uh, they got slammed real hard last week. Uh, but Kentucky's always been able to uh, contain Georgia at Commonwealth. Uh, do I see it being within 12? No way. No way. Georgia nails them guys. They're going to they're gonna beat them and beat them bad. How about the five pack real quick? Yep, Mike, we've got uh, just a couple minutes left. We've got our five pack. We're probably going to save that for after uh, after the show, after the telecast, if you just want to hang on, we'll put that on the recording so everybody can hear that um, when we when we come back. So, so Dr. Dish, hang on the line, and we'll we'll also do that um, after the show, after the recording, when uh, when the listeners are live off the air, we'll record that uh, for our our last segment there. Uh, I tell you what, go get him. The Seahawks welcome back Matt Hasselback to seven on seven drills, and he's targeting next week's game to return. Willie Parker won't play in Week Ten, and his latest injury is going to give uh, it's going to give Mawelde another chance. Got to put him back in the lineup. Uh, Edrian James <laughs> sounds like he's demoted to the number three back. Um, you're going to have to put in uh, Tim Hightower. It looks like JJ Arrington is going to be the changeup back, leaving Edge on the fantasy uh, on the fantasy bench. You've got Carolina Panthers back Jonathan Stewart. Uh, he, he he felt a shooting pain in his foot last week. It's going to lead him to a questionable status. And uh, D'Angelo Williams has stepped up his game, and he should be the starter for the rest of the season. Gang, in your redraft leagues, trade for D-Will now. The Panthers' schedule boasts some friendly run defenses, including the Raiders, the Lions, and the Falcons. So Williams is going to be a mainstay in the fantasy lineups uh, for the near future. Um, good insight, Scott. That's great. That's great. Yep, we have some uh, good insights. So, Mike, it was a it was a blast we had this week. Uh, we've had a lot of things go on, especially with the election, and we're gonna we're gonna roll it out. And just everybody, hang on uh, to the to the line here, Dish and Mike. 
Thanks for all our listeners in the chat room, and we'll see you next week. We love you guys. Okay, Mike. Uh, Mike and Doctor, I hope we're still on here. Yeah. We've yeah, got uh, the Against the Spread try. contest. Uh, right. Against the Spread contest where we pick a five pack. Yep. Okay. And this yep. is uh, this has been a, a heated contest of ours, uh, but it's a time for our legendary contest where someone will rightfully claim. I am the smartest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, and, you're good, buddy. And it looks Neil, like, I'm going uh, after you. Time. Right on, man. Yep. Uh, Doctor, you're at 9-6, tied with the lead with Mike, uh, and Big Blue Nation at 9-6. and six. Rachel is uh, bringing it up with 7-8, and eight, still in the hunt. And I, uh, it was really hard for me uh, to do that. I've never, I've never been able to successfully accomplish 0-8, but I did it. I was able to do it, 0-10. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, I, I'm back to 3-12 and 12 with a positive week last week, 3-2. and two, So I'm turning things around. You're sugar-coating MF. You're good. All right, uh, Mike, uh, we've got the first game, Louisville at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you got? Okay, two schizophrenic teams. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they nobody likes to beat anybody. They they lose to the bad teams. They win against the good team. I like Louisville. I'm taking Louisville plus the six and a half. All right, Doctor, who you got? I'm going to go with Louisville too, plus six and a half. Hopefully, our run defense can shut this uh, Lashawn McCoy down. I think Rachel, that's the, they're supposed to be getting their quarterback back, and uh, he throws it more. So I don't know. Hopefully, yeah. they'll stay with their running game. Who did Rachel take? Rachel, she, she likes Louisville, plus six and a half. Well, this is a no-brainer for me, then. If I'm going to make it back into this thing, I've got to go Pittsburgh, minus the six and a half. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Georgia, minus 12 uh, at Kentucky. Georgia, minus 12 at Kentucky, Mike. Uh, you taking the Bulldogs? Yeah. Georgia, minus 12. Absolutely. All right. Rachel takes, Rachel takes Kentucky, plus the 12. All right. Well, if if it was anybody else but uh, uh, Kentucky right there, I, I mean, Kentucky's got a good <laughs> thing. Wait a second. I tell you, this Georgia team is uh, just a better uh, – I don't know. No, they're pissed off. Them, I think, I think they'll, they'll be really mad since taking that beating at Florida from Florida. So I'm going to go with Georgia. But my question is, why in the world is it only 12 points? Yeah, There's that's something my question. To I, that. think, I think There's something to that. It's a trap spread. It, in my opinion, Scott, it's a trap spread. It's a game you should not bet, but we're gonna we're gonna do it on this. Uh, it, it's a total trap. Kentucky has always played Georgia tough at home. 
They always have. Well, I'm taking the Kentucky game. Our, our next game in the five-pack, the Against the Spread contest, where we pick the winners against the spread, uh, the New Orleans Saints off a of bye week at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are minus one, Mike. Usually you get a three-point spread at home. Atlanta's minus one. Well, Atlanta's doing awful well, but uh, I'm still going to go with uh, New Orleans. I mean, Drew Brees, come on. Give me New Orleans plus one. Rachel's going to take uh, Atlanta minus one. <laughs> All right, so you're going the Saints. Uh, Doctor, who you got? I'm going to go with New Orleans, too. I like them all year. They may make it to Super Bowl. You, you said Rachel had who? Atlanta. Uh, Rachel's got Atlanta. Hey, by the way, do, hey, the doctor? Yeah. Thanks for Phoenix Jones. I appreciate that. And it's That's right. for, uh, <laughs> well, thank, thanks for Bush. He, he's been about the same. You know, he just ain't banged up right now. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> That's local league discussion there. I'm going to go to the Falcons. I like what uh, Matt Ryan's doing, and it's, I think it's going to be a good game. And that home crowd, I think they play really well here. I, I tell you what, I, for, for the dynasty players out there, I've been hearing some talks about trades for Matt Ryan right now on the equivalent of Ryan or Roethlisberger. Ryan for Roethlisberger. These are, these are things that you wouldn't dream of doing, yeah. but they, they, they really see something in this kid. This guy looks as good as starter as Peyton did when he came on, and he's cerebral about this. So I'll take just, I'll take the uh, – He's going to get better. The head coach is letting him – he's letting him do it. I mean, he, he's just giving him free wheel and saying, hey, he's like a here's the ball. Right yep, Giants at Philly. Philly minus three. Mike, who you got? All right, I see uh, John's Philly, Philly minus three. I got that written down there. Uh, I've got uh, Philly. It's time for Tony Earth to shut up. Go right, Philly. Doctor. Rachel's got Philly as well. Did we lose the doctor? No, I'm right here. Uh, it just okay. seems like I'm picking everything Mike's picking here, but I had these all picked out. I'm going with Philly also. I like them to beat well, the Giants at home there in their division. Yeah. There's a reason why that is. You guys are actually winning. So I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Neil, we're nine and six for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been working. Yeah, well, this this game, I am actually going Philly. I think they do cover that spread. I think they're gonna they're gonna bring their good game. The Monday Nighter is San Fran at Arizona. Arizona minus nine. Mike, who you got? Go, Neil. I'm going with Arizona minus nine. You dog! Me too! <laughs> oh, you gotta be kidding me! Hard to catch up like that, ain't it? All right. Uh, Rachel? Uh, Arizona minus nine. I'm going to Arizona minus nine. And I'm actually taking the nine points. I think that's a lot of points. I think Arizona will look good. I think they're going to be blitzing all day, and they're going to they're going to completely harass Sean Hill. But I think they've got a good player in Sean Hill, and I'm going to go with San Fran. Now, that, that's uh, that why you're three and twelve. <laughs> Probably so. Uh, this is so much fun, Mike. Uh, we appreciate everybody being here. Doctor Dish, thanks for joining us. We we thanks appreciate you uh, breaking Enjoy. down the global game, and and hopefully this recording does make the show. I'm not sure if it will or not, but we'll find out. And. Uh, Mike, that's all we got. Yeah, I think we'll talk to you next week. If it does, not uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's, this is fun every Friday night, and uh, I can't thank you enough, man. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. This is Red vs. Blue, Sports Talk Radio.